Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode in our faith series. We are continuing the conversation about faith. We're not stopping anytime soon. So um, I'm really excited to dive into this week's episode with you where we'll be talking about, we're going to start a series within this series um, or season where we will be basically speaking about spiritual disciplines that can help to improve faith. So uh, today we're going to speak about fasting and prayer. Um, and I'm not going to necessarily take you through a Bible study. I know the last few episodes have been particularly based around specific scriptures um, but today is just going to be practical principles on certain spiritual disciplines that help to Im- uh, improve your faith or to maintain or foster or grow in faith. So we're going to have that conversation or start that mini series in our season today. Um, but let's start off with the random musing of my heart for this week's episode. And the random musing of my heart for this week's episode is you are important. You are important. Now, I know that um throughout this season, I've kind of been focusing on self and like mental health reminders and different things like that. But I think it's important, even as these random musings are genuinely from my day-to-day life. Um, I've spoken about keeping vows to yourself. I've spoken about putting yourself first. I've spoken about various different things that can help you um, in your journey as you navigate um, this spiritual walk also with your emotional and mental well-being, right? Um, And I came to this epiphany um, today while having a conversation. It was very random. I just kind of opened up in vulnerability um, to my sister. And I was sharing that I've been saying I'm tired for like six months. (laughs) Um, And A, it's weird that I didn't find it weird or no one around me found it weird, but I've literally been saying I'm tired for like six months. And I think it's because there's like a mental exhaustion and an emotional exhaustion, a physical exhaustion that sometimes can pile up. And that backlog has me in a perpetual state of tiredness, right? And I think that it's really important that the same reaction you or expectations and needs that you have of other people, right? To show up in your story and to be there and to be present um, and to do all the things and say all the things that will help you navigate through this season to get back into emotional and mental and physical even well-being. You need to give yourself that love, that care, that attention first. Um, I think we use self-awareness in in a way that speaks only to self-development or self-improvement, but we don't speak about self-awareness that leads me to be compassionate and care for myself in the way that I do others and in the way that I need to so that I can show up in my story as the main character with with, um, me as the center of my story, right? Um, And so my random musing is you are important. This is for everyone who has felt tired, who has felt alone, who has felt um, needed more for what they can do than who they are in this recent season of, of your life. You are important. And your primary focus in this next season is going to be to get yourself back to full form, get yourself back to full shape. And that looks like showing up in your story the way you've shown up in others. That looks like being self-aware, but not to necessarily do work. It is work, but not necessarily to do work, but to show up for yourself, to keep those promises to rest, 
to be productive and to redefine productivity, to express your needs and expectations to the people who, who are around you and in your community, who it's important for them to know so that they can be there for you, um, to do the things that help your soul. So I know for me, working out is a massive thing. And I've been um, I've been beating myself up about my discipline not really being there in the last few weeks, but I think it's important that you stand in those things that you know help you. Working out is not necessarily a spiritual thing. It's a very practical, physical thing that helps me to, to it helps with hormone balance. It helps with uh, chemical balance. It helps with, um, it helps with my physical fitness. It helps me to keep on track with my sleeping and my eating as well. So there's all these different things that impact your mental health and your emotional and mental well-being that you can do. But you have to make the first decision that you are important enough to make all of these changes for. You are important. You've been saying for the last four years, I want to bulk or I want to lose weight or I want to eat better or I want to, to live a more healthy lifestyle. You have to make the decision that you are more you are most important after God, you're your next most important thing. And this physical body of ours um, has to be, it's been with us from when we were born, but it has to live with us, right? And so there's there's some work that we have to do. But the first decision is realizing I am important enough to do this work. Your friends, your family, your loved ones, they are um, they are important priorities, but they if you even putting them above yourself does not allow for you to show up in the best way possible in your story and in your life and to meet other people's needs and expectations. Something has to be sacrificed when it comes down to that. And when you make the decision to keep putting yourself on, uh, leading yourself to the slaughter, it is you're breaking promises to yourself and create betraying your own self. And that can sound very dire and dramatic, but all I'm saying is that make the decision first that you are important enough to to care for to be compassionate for um to love on to to rest um to work um and to be present for make that decision and and, and everything else when it comes to self-awareness and and proper self-care not physical things not just physical things or not physical things alone uh, will begin to fall into place and to help you navigate um, your mental well-being your emotional well-being even in the times that we're in um, alongside our faith right so that's a random musing of my heart you're important enough to do the work um, to be present for yourself right um, let's dive right into the episode. So we are going to be talking about two very important spiritual disciplines um, that I have found and from what I know in the scriptures and from communities of faith and more mature believers that I've been around and asked questions that can really help to improve your faith um, and we've spoken about one of these before or both of these before actually just in different capacities we've spoken about this when it comes to hearing God's voice we've spoken about this when it comes to finding identity and purpose we've spoken about this when it's come to growth um, but I think it's really important to reallocate the importance um, not just in the areas that we've already expressed but to have a look at what that looks like for our faith journeys as well so um, the two disciplines that we're going to be speaking about um, are fasting and prayer and I'm going to give three principles as always um, based on these two two spiritual disciplines and I think probably next week we'll speak about service and I want to give service its its own uh, uh, episode um, but this week we're going to speak about fasting and prayer I think they were the first 
to that were important because those are things that help us to foster intimacy with the father um, and why is this the premise for what I'm saying I think it's really important that we pr we prioritize our relationship with God and we look at and we've been speaking about a Jesus focused faith throughout this uh, this season of the podcast but I think it's really important that we narrow down the things that help us to cultivate intimacy in our relationship with God and I think that yes devotion quiet time and bible study which I don't negate and we are going to speak about um further on in like this mini series um I think it's it's important that we look at fasting and prayer one of the most potent principles about fasting is that it teaches us to deny the flesh to allow the spirit of God to speak to breathe to edify, to exhort, to comfort, to encourage, to rebuke, to correct, and to bring counsel in a way that doesn't happen in our normal life, normal lives with the stimuli and things that we have in and around us, right? So for example, one of the things that um, I find really interesting, so if you don't know, um, I've always had some sort of social or sociological or political um, view on things by virtue of my career, my education, um, and just my natural observation, people observation skills, right? So one of the things that I always realize is uh, at the beginning of a new year, the beginning of a new season, uh, when, so for example, being part of prophetic cultures and, and prophetic movements, something I notice a lot is at the beginning of the year, we'll fast, right? Um, at the opening of a new season or, or for that specific place or time that we're in will fast for example all of these things that have been going on around the world and these different world current events right will fast in those moments and I think that one of the things that um that causes us to do is it causes us to strip back to the bare minimum to to put the focus on what's important again and I think that when when we do that when we're fasting we have this laser focus on God that we don't usually have in our everyday lives. When we're fasting and when we're praying twice a day in the morning and corporately in the evening, I think what begins to happen is there's this level of discipline that is built within us, a level of focus, a level of consistency, um, a level of fervency, even urgency that is born in us while we're fasting. And the whole premise of that is that when we finish the fast, it's to follow us into our everyday life. And I know that there's times I've fasted and literally as the fast is finishing, so is my devotion life for that for that month. Like I'll finish fasting and I don't open my Bible for, for three weeks after the fast is finished. Not on purpose, but it's because I'm building the discipline without the spiritual discipline um, and the spiritual fervency to keep that fasting lifestyle, that focus, that um, central looking at Jesus Christ, that making sure that he is the object of my worship of my focus of my attention of my devotion right um if we can just be candid and honest and so one of the things that i have learned to build my faith consistently is to make fasting and lifestyle make fasting a lifestyle make prayer a lifestyle make these things that you don't forfeit and one of the things that has happened to me more recently is even when i don't pray the conviction is so strong. It's not condemnation. It's not, oh my gosh, and I didn't pray. And oh my gosh, God hates me. He's going to punish me. But there's a strong conviction. 
that pushes me to get the prayer in anywhere and anyhow. Um, so I started a new role recently um, in terms of career. And I remember starting the role and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired in the mornings that struggling to get out of bed and do my devotion was so hard. And so I remember, um, I remember saying to myself, I learned a principle from my mum where literally in the mornings or whenever she was in the shower, if you walked past, you would hear her singing worship songs or praying or speaking in tongues or um, reciting scriptures that she remembered. Or like I remember um, she used to recite scriptures about healing or she would put them on to play on YouTube. She would recite them from memory or she would put them to play on YouTube and she would just be reciting these scriptures. Right. Um, and she had this thing of if she loved a song or if a song really ministered to her, she'll put the song on loop on the loudest volume that she could find. And she would literally just play it and sing along to it in the shower. And I remember one day waking up and being like, oh, my gosh, I have to get ready for work. But at the same time, I need to also pray and the conviction wouldn't allow me to move. And I remember getting up that morning and being like, you know what, I grabbed my towel, ran into the shower. And while I'm in the shower, I'm praying, I'm worshipping, I'm listening out for what God has to say. And he's speaking so potently. It was almost like I could hear his audible voice in the shower. And I remember just showering and praying and worshipping. It was such a powerful encounter. And afterwards, I remember hitting a burden in intercession um, for what's going on in in Europe and I remember um I remember literally like finishing the shower and before I opened the door to come downstairs I remember just literally staying in that moment and just interceding um and I remember finally praying the burden through and feeling that pressure that relief when you when you hit the vein in prayer right um these are all very christianese words but what i basically just mean is when you get that burden for intercession and you pray it through until until there is relief on the pressure that you felt of that burden that's basically all i mean um and so as soon as i felt that and i'm literally like in jesus name amen thank you father and i'm coming down the stairs and i'm thanking god i get into the room and i've never creamed my body so fast i've never gotten dressed so quickly and i kind of logged into and i just logged into work and got on with the day um but those powerful encounters even though in small pockets are necessary for me to live the refreshing times of refreshing we've spoken about that a few episodes ago that you can go and listen to um but yes, th- these times of refreshing that come in those moments, I cannot live without. I, I understand my need for Jesus Christ and fasting and prayer um, leads us to the presence. It, 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 uh, it is the pathway. It is, I am path dependent. <laughs> uh, I have a path dependency on prayer and on fasting to lead me to the Father. And I think fasting, I wasn't as strong as, I haven't always been as strong as, uh, in comparison to prayer and in prayer obviously there's still ways for me to grow and develop in um, in in prayer and so one of the things that I committed to to doing more in 2022 was fasting um, and so at the beginning of every quarter I've dedicated myself some time to fasting and prayer um, to be open to be sensitive to the spirit of God and to also realign my focus to revisit prophetic words um, and to also search out the scriptures for what God may be saying um, and literally as we turn into quarter two um, I was having a conversation again with my sister today and she reminded me of a of a scripture that I a, a 
book in the Bible that I always go back to read regularly um, because I see portions of, of my life in that scripture. And so I always go, especially when it comes to direction and navigation for, for a new season that's opening up. Um, there was literally that reminder today from my sister, okay, you need to revisit this. You haven't revisited this in a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to have a look at that, especially as we lead into quarter two. So um, I say all of this to give you these three principles, very practical principles for improving and, and maintaining and sustaining and growing from faith to faith, right? We spoke about Romans 117, this leading from one faith to another and awakening more faith. Um, and so as we have this conversation about awakening more faith, here are some practical tools that help you through the pathways of fasting and prayer. Number one, um, prioritize fasting and prayer prioritize fasting and prayer if you are struggling with your faith in any capacity if you are struggling with doubt with unbelief with life events with different things the the one of the key things that you must do is dedicate time to fasting and prayer this can look like worship this can look like prayer this can look like um, bible study this can look like listening to sermons or even attending christian events while you're in that time of sensitivity but in essence it is ridding yourself of something that takes your full focus so I know some people who food doesn't necessarily do them um, or impacts them in terms of having to sacrifice food for fasting I know some people that fast from social media um, so for me I've always seen social media as work because I started off in marketing right and so especially digital media or social media marketing and so I always saw social media as work. So I always limited my time on it. Um, even till date, sometimes I'll be doing Instagram lives and like very rarely, but I'll be doing Instagram lives or I'll be on Instagram and my timer limit for two hours of the day has gone, has gone, off, gone off. Um, and so it's like, yep, you have to jump off of the app now. Um, and so I think it's really important to, to know what your, your things are. So when I'm fasting, I usually don't necessarily fast from social media because I don't have an issue with letting go of that anyway. Um, in my day-to-day -day life, I have limits on it. I don't spend that much time on it. Um, and I curate it in such a way where it's impacting my faith in a positive way. So yeah, I don't really fast from social media when it comes to fast. What I do fast from, though, are series. So stuff like Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, shows that I'm watching on like different in different places, uh, YouTube, unless it's like a sermon or a, a worship song or praise or whatever I'm listening to that's maybe faith based. Um, teachings and things like that, then I'll, I'll listen on there, but I'll, I'll like not watch entertain things for entertainment purposes because those are things that I can do for a long period of time without even realizing that oh okay I'm watching this for like two three hours because one episode is an hour long or 45 minutes long or whatever the case is so find what works for you and fast in that area I always encourage whatever you find that is the thing do that alongside food because food was the original was originally used in the context given for fasting right but I would always encourage to do it alongside food but whatever the case is find the thing that takes your attention and your focus off of God and allow yourself in that time to be sensitive to him but also making sure that you're prioritizing that if that means having conversations and not in an unhealthy 
an emotionally unhealthy way but for example when I'm fasting I limit social interaction so I don't go out as much I'm not on FaceTime or the phone as much. I try to limit my responses to messages or limit my responses to calls. When people call me for things, unless it's like a life or death situation, I try not to respond or be as as present on in the social world um, as I usually would be. Um, just so that I'm giving my full attention and my full focus to God and to no one else in that time. Um, obviously, if like, for example, while I'm working I have to speak to people so I'm working and I'm speaking to people but outside of the time that I'm in meetings or I'm on work calls um, in between those times I'm playing worship music or I'm playing sermons as I get on with my work right so filling your atmosphere with with godly and holy things um, and I don't necessarily mean holy like in a self-righteous or legalistic way I mean things that will edify your spirit and aid your pursuit of God in that time of prayer and fasting but you have to prioritize it if you don't make the decisions and you don't do the right things and communicate with your community um that you are in a time of fasting and and some people call it label it consecration I believe we live in a state of consecration and fasting is a product or fruit of that consecration um but it's really important to prioritize prayer and fasting um I think prioritizing it means making it number one priority because your relationship with God is that important to you I know at the beginning of the year we all write new year's resolutions and we say yeah I'm gonna um, improve my my relationship with God this year um, and by Jan by the end of January all our bible study plans are catching dust and all things like that I think it's really important even things like in the middle of your day prioritizing what's on God's mind by praying in the spirit something I do um, often is sometimes like as I get up to go to the toilet it's two minutes but I just speak in tongues in my heart or I'll say to God what's on your mind while I'm in the shower while I'm in the toilet while I'm going to grab my lunch or when I'm as I'm working sometimes I'll be typing up emails or um, speaking to someone about something or creating a plan or creating something um, writing policy whatever the case whatever it is that I'm doing um, I will make room for God to be God in my life, for me to build intimacy and build my relationship with him, no matter what is going on, nothing is more important than him. Um, and I cannot do without him. Um, and I think the humility to say that I need you, God, and this is a way to you. Um, we are not striving for access to God. We are not striving um, to, to reach him anymore. It's through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we now have access, but using our spiritual authority and walking in that to build our faith in and our trust in God um, comes through spiritual disciplines such as prayer and fasting. So principle number one is prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. You cannot do it if you do not make the decision to put it first. Um, I, principle number two, when it comes to um, prayer and fasting is to... Um, to build your definitions and your understanding of prayer and fasting. I think one of the things that changed the game for me in my faith journey was not trying to do prayer and fasting because I was told to and not trying to do prayer and fasting because it was what I had seen done and not trying to do prayer and fasting because my church was fasting at the time, not trying to do it. And one of the things I really love about my church is when we go to fast, um, there's, there's biblical definition 
of what a fast is and how to fast and the the uh, parameters and the framework for fasting according to the scriptures, right? And so because of that, I'm always reminded of the importance of fasting and the definition of fasting and prayer. And I think I say this all the time on the podcast, but you at every level of maturity, there is still something you can learn from foundational teachings of our faith. And so I think it's really important to revisit the foundations, revisit the elementary things, right? Um, And I say that because when we revisit these things and revisit the definition, the definitions of fasting and prayer, it allows us to treat uh, properly and to use properly, I always say this, um, and, and I definitely stole this quote. Um, I didn't steal it. I asked for permission to use it, and I have not stopped using it since. Um, but I definitely use this quote from my mentor all the time. Definitions inform dynamics. Definitions inform dynamics. And so if you believe that you have a warped or performance-based or um, not according to the scripture's definition of fasting and prayer, then it may, it may be impacting how you're doing it, why you're doing it, your intentions, your motivation. And I think the most important part about fasting and prayer is your heart posture matters. Um, and if you haven't yet, I haven't plugged it in a while, but go and get the more devotional, our 30-day devotional um, that we wrote this time last year, actually. So the more devotional is about a year old now, um, and it's available at www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash resources. The link will be in the description notes um, and the the um, the description box and also the show notes of this episode. Um, but go and grab the 30-day devotional because there's one of the devotional days where we speak about posture versus activity. And for Fasting and prayer are some of those spiritual disciplines that if we don't have definition of, we will misuse. We will try and use it as a performance-based, very legalistic or pharisaical type um, of, of motion to work towards God, right? And I think it's really important to understand that the activity is not more important than the posture, the posture comes first and the activity follows as a result of the, the heart posture. And so when it comes to fasting and prayer, what you understand about it, what you believe about it will impact the way you treat fasting and prayer. Um, so I've, I've um, been in times in my walk with God where corporate fast will be going on and I am paying it absolutely no mind. I'll be watching a Netflix show while the prayer is going on. Um, And I had to grow in my fear of the Lord, grow in my reverence of the Lord, especially because I grew up in the church. So I think there was a certain lack of reverence for certain spiritual disciplines, a certain lack of reverence um, for things that were of God. Um, Maybe I shouldn't use quote and unquote, but things that were genuinely of God. I didn't have a reverence for it because I was always around it. It's kind of like the sons of Eli, right? You grow up in the temple. And so the reverence that someone who grows up as a carpenter's son or a fisherman's son has for the temple, you don't necessarily have. Um, And so that's kind of the the approach that I had to, um, to the things of God, including fasting and prayer. So when it came to navigating a life of fasting and prayer that that pursues intimacy with God 
I had to deal with my heart posture and I, I started doing that by redefining what fasting and prayer were according to the scriptures. And so I wouldn't encourage you to embark on a journey of prioritizing fasting and prayer if you're not also redefining or revisiting um, your definitions of fasting and prayer according to the scriptures. When we do it the way that the framework of the Bible has laid it out for us, we see results. When we do it, we see the glory of God show up in our lives, the presence of God show up in our lives, the word of God be released to us, right? That's what we see. Um, when we do it from the wrong heart posture or when we do it from the wrong intention or motive or when we do it even sometimes from the wrong definition, we can have um, unsaid expectations of God and of God's people um, especially when it comes to navigating our faith journey that were never said, never said in the scriptures and were never promised in the scriptures. But that has to do has everything to do with our expectations being based on these wrong definitions. Um, and so I would encourage you not only prioritize fasting and prayer, but also visit your definitions of it. Make sure that it's according to the scriptures. Make sure, um, like for example, um, I remember listening to a sermon and I was also, I was studying the scripture and then I clicked onto a sermon the next day, I think, and they were preaching the the, the scripture I had read. And the scripture is um, where um, the father is basically um, requesting Jesus's help to deliver his son, I believe, who was possessed by demons. Um, and the disciples had tried to pray um, and the, spirits basi the spirit basically had not left his son. Um, and I remember um, the, the preacher basically re uh, reaching into the scripture and saying that many theologians actually argue that when Jesus said, um, this kind only goes out by prayer and fasting. Some theologians spectate that he wasn't just talking about the spirit that was tormenting the, the, the son. He wasn't just speaking about deliverance of spe specific spirits, but he was also speaking about deliverance from, uh, from doubt and unbelief. Um, and so that was a spectate, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, an inference that some re some theologians had made based on the wording that was used and the etymology of the wording um, and that's also something I had I had always read through in that scripture I was like was Jesus necessarily just talking about deliverance or is this also a principle for faith when it comes to deliverance um, and so um, I think redefining fasting and prayer redefining um faith redefining uh what it looks like to have a life of fasting and of prayer and a life that uses these spiritual disciplines regularly with the right heart posture um to pursue god how that can impact our faith uh, in a positive manner um is really important in a way that leads to more faith is really really important i can't stress it enough um, and so that's principle number two. Principle number one is to prioritize, prioritize, prioritize fasting and prayer. Principle number two is to redefine, redefine, redefine fasting and prayer. Principle number three is to, um, once you have understanding and once you are able to prioritize this, again, with Recalibrate, no man is an island and we will always teach to pursue faith-led faith community, right? get in a community who who prioritize and who um who reverence 
these things, fasting and prayer. Um, I think sometimes when we're looking for faithful communities, we don't look for people who fast and pray often. Um, and that's often weird to me because that's part of how we measure fruit when it comes to faith and faith journeys, right? But we're not always looking for those who are fasting and praying. But it's really important that when we are building community, when we are uh, trying to improve our faith walk, especially through spiritual disciplines, we look for places that are navigating in those spiritual print, uh, disciplines and principles often frequently and not as a front just to let me in but this is something that they do and I've observed them do this for a while um one of the things I love about most of the mature believers that disciple me that I look up to and observe often and frequently is their discipline when it comes to fasting and prayer many other spiritual disciplines but this is one in particular that I am I am adamant on looking out for because this is one that I want to be able to do for the rest of my life um from when I was a child I remember um on Sundays um my whole family would fast for service right um or before service so we wouldn't eat basically until we got home from church now when we were younger our, my parents used to drive from end to end of London um, and be the ones to open up the church and close it right um, and I remember us driving end to end as a child um, and we would get up in the morning no breakfast no nothing we would get up and we would pray we would intercede for our pastors we would intercede for the service we would pray um, spiritual warfare often um, and I think it's really important that that being instilled in me allowed for me um, to grow and to develop in fasting and prayer from a young age but then also coming into environments later on in my life where these things were prioritized was very very important as well so always be in communities and be around mature believers and even peers who prioritize fasting and prayer and not just secretly to themselves but even with you who communicate as much as you do that okay I'm going into a time of fasting and prayer um or would you like to join me on fasting and prayer? That helps with accountability. Um, having people who will just send you a, a seven day uh, prayer list with some scriptures and say, oh, I'm doing this fast. Do you want to join me? These are all things that really challenge us to develop in fasting and prayer. So once you find that you've prioritized it, you have the right definitions, find a community of people, get in a community of people, challenge yourself to build relationships with people who prioritize fasting and prayer as well. Um, those would be my three main things um, for using these spiritual disciplines of fasting and prayer to navigate a greater level of faith, a greater dimension of faith, um, even as we as we go through this season of faith. So I hope you enjoy this mini series. This is the first episode of it. Um, but we are going to continue speaking about different spiritual disciplines that help to improve faith. So stay, stay tuned. I hope that this was a practical and helpful episode. And the recalibrate challenge of the week for this week's episode is to spend some time studying fasting and prayer according to the scriptures. Um, I'm going to see any resources that I've used in the past that I can find and link them in the show notes as well. But make sure that you get yourself fasting and praying regularly and um, start out by searching out the scriptures about fasting and prayer, right? Three key lessons on fasting and three key definitions on prayer. 
from the scriptures um, and see how that begins to stir your abilities and your uh, understanding to begin to engage in fasting and prayer more. I hope that this was helpful and I can't wait to see you in next week's episode where we will be speaking about service as a way to improve faith. Um, But yes, I'll see you next week. I love you all. Bye. Thank you.